Blog Talk Radio. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. of Main Street Universe, and I made my first mistake ever this evening, and we won't even go into that, but I think we had a technical glitch as well. So, Wednesday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, time for Main Street Universe. Our guest tonight is Eileen Tremel, and first I'd like to welcome my co-host, Miss Janice R. White. Associate producer, Janice R. White. Associate producer, Janice R. White. Also host of the World Reggae Party. Party. Tomorrow night we have Tony Java. Tony Java. And for those of you who are familiar with us here on Main Street Universe, this is the first evening we're following this show. Another show is going to follow, so stick around, and that will be Spiritual Insight with your host, Mr. Darren Bouquer. And Darren is a palm and tarot reader at Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo in the magical city of New New Orleans, Orleans, Louisiana. And it's a very sought-after store uh, when you visit Louisiana, when you visit New Orleans. It's right in the touristy area there, uh, French Quarter and all that kind of fun stuff. So Darren's done readings for different celebrities and all sorts of folks uh, that come through town. So this is a great opportunity to get a free reading from Mr. Darren Bouquer after this show, which is an hour, which is Main Street Universe. Now let's also go over the plugs and then get to our guest. 
of course, we just mentioned now Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, up from 7 and a few other different times, including when we were once a daytime show, is the flagship show, that one that started it all, Main Street Universe, with myself and associate producer Janice R. White. Used to be Mr. Kevin, Kevin Baird, Baird, who I yeah. see in the chat room. Hello, Kevin. And, again, this was the show that started the network, which is now a network of seven or eight shows. And we're on every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and now followed by Spiritual Insight with Mr. Darren Bouquer, who we just described, a reader at Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo in the magical city of New, New Orleans. Orleans. And then on Thursdays, we have rotating hosts. We have occasionally Mary Phelan. These are sort of once-a-month shows that happen on Thursday. We also have Woven Green, and they have another one scheduled in the queue, I Saw, and they're doing a great job on their show. Oh, they're very uh, nice people. Yes, Jim and Ashley Cash, who are also guest starring on my album for my band Dragon's Head, and they've done some guitar and vocals on that. So it's great to have them aboard on Main Street Universe. And Mary Phelan, who also does a Thursday sort of rotating show. Sometimes she does one on Saturday, too. It depends on her availability. But she's kind of a a once-a-month revisit. She used to have a weekly one. And she's the host of Telepathic TV right here in Fairfax, Virginia. Virginia. Yes, I work on this show a lot. Yeah, and I visited. I've been on set. I was actually with Kevin one time on set. That's where I met Janice. Yes. In fact. And it was fun to be on the television set. It was cool just to be at FPA Studios. It's a nice place. And um, I was impressed to see all the people there working on their thing. And they've been on the air now for about 16 years with Telepathic TV, if I'm correct. I'm pretty sure I am. I think I saw her post it on Facebook. So then on Fridays, we have Activating Compassion with our hostess, Miss Jessie Ann Nichols-George. And Jessie is the author of four books, You, Me, Life, Dreams, and its companion workbook, as well as Activating Compassion and its companion workbook. So check her out. Sometimes, because she is on a book tour, sometimes her show times vary according to her guest availability, but she always has a guest, and she's had some great guests, yes, including yes. New Age musician Stephen Haltburn. She had a pretty cool guest on one time t- that was an animal charity up in uh, New York. and uh, So check it out, Activating Compassion. And then again, Saturdays is one of our rotating show nights, and as well as Sunday, which is now available. Then back, of course, Janice is going to start a new show and pick one of these nights, and that's going to be called Reflections and, and Rhythms, yes. a women's spirituality show, and we'll get that time out to you soon. Very soon. And then Mondays, we have Science of Light with Mr. Randy Goldberg. And Randy was one time voted one of the top five metaphysical talk shows in the little e-zine that the hosts, if you're if you're a host and the, the counts in your name, you get this little, like, update, little e-zine, yeah, yeah, online magazine thing. So... He was voted one of the top five to check out, so congrats for him on that. And it's 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Then at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday evenings, we have Green Magic, Green Medicine with your hostess, the Master Herbalist. Herbal medicine is people's medicine. Miss Susan Weed is our Tuesday evening show. And Susan's show is basically a half-hour herbal medicine class, as well as discussing things like psychology of medicine and the mentality of healing 
along with some unexpected twists as far as the medicinal values in things that maybe people don't think have much of a medicinal value, including butter. She did a two-part show on on the on the healing quality of butter and she's done of course she talks about the infusions and the vinegars and all of the different things that she likes to make in the tinctures and eating partially wild i mean i don't think anybody keeps to a completely wild diet but she grows a lot of things and a lot of things grow wild on her property and up there at the wise woman center so check out susan weed every tuesday evening at 10 p.m eastern time and there's more to come, including our friend, and I do see him in the chat room, and he's going to start doing a show again on one of the available nights, and that is Mr. Kevin Baird, the creator of the Horizon Oracle, as well as a new device that he's calling the New Companion, which is a, basically it's an electronic device to speak to the spirits or pick up on the energies or spirits in the room, depending on how you view them. Some might just call them ambient energy signals. He uses the term ambience, in fact, to discuss what he thinks the beings are or if you think they're ghosts, all of this sort of stuff. But you would have to, you know, see he's typing in new companion, and that's what he's calling it. So... It's a very, which is the word he likes to use for spirit guide, because some people thought spirit guide was borrowing a little too much from the Native Americans. He likes yeah. the word uh, companion, because <laughs> so, it's just a companion going along with you, I guess, on the journey. Ambient beings. Yeah, and that's, so check that out. It's coming soon. He's got his website up for this device, and there's some experimental. I've heard it before just on the phone with him. I'll be talking to him, and it's in the background, and you'll hear it. It basically, yeah, it'll, it'll, it reacts like a K2 sensor. It reacts to electromagnetic energy. You okay. know, and, and, but then it's programmed according to a string of magnetic fields to, for a quick explanation. It will trigger different vocal responses. So if it hits a certain, yeah, I guess, strings in the field, um, then it'll say, you know, hello, Janice, or, or they're pre-programmed about 60 phrases in this thing. Okay. Uh, right now, he might upgrade it to 120. He's trying to get as many as he can. So he's trying to get it to say phrases and then eventually learn them. Okay. So it starts to learn the whatever spirit or energy is in the room will learn what activating each set of uh, strings and the you know, which phrase it will activate. And so that's, you know, the theory he's operating on to this is that you put it in a room for a while and you let them learn it. Mm-hmm. And then you could be on the potential of just actually having a conversation rather than flipping a card, even though he's all about the cards because he actually created an Oracle deck. And so the Horizon Oracle. So anyway, Kevin can be found at www.templegaia.com, and he's also the co-creator of Main Street Universe, including the name we both came up with together. Tonight, our guest is author Eileen Trimmel, author of The Secret Past and Wayfarers, and, and a bunch of, I noticed <laughs> when I looked Dragon it up, it, there was a whole lot of books there on, on her list. Life, Moments in Spirit. Yeah. Uh, there was a nature one, I think a nature craft one I saw in there, a meditation book I think she was working on. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and bring her on. 
Welcome to Main Street Universe, Eileen. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yes, and thank you for being here with us. And I think I'll have Janice start off with the first question or line of questioning. Actually, I'll start with the first one, and then I'll pass the second one to Janice. Okay. And I would like to say, what is your latest project? What are you working on right now? Well, I never do one thing at a time. I have about three projects going right now. Um, I've got the next Defenders book that I'm working on, the next Wayfarers book that I'm working on, and then I'm mid-edits of a murder mystery that takes place in 2178. So <laughs> it's it's fun because I when I when I get to a point where I need to think about one, I can switch off to another and and tackle whatever problems I'm having in that one, and I kind of feed off of each of the different stories. So I think it's interesting that you say that because sometimes, not sometimes, but oftentimes, I'm involved in multiple projects. And sometimes I think it's beneficial, and at other times I think, man, I just got to pick one thing and, and, and just be good at it. You know what I mean? So Yeah. I, interesting that you say like how you feel like one relieves the other a little bit like look I've spent too much time on this now let's go over back to you know 2178 whatever and, yeah. and work on that so I think that's an interesting right. thing statistically. yeah it, it it really does work that way for me I if I'm editing like I'm editing this murder mystery and in the back of my mind while I'm doing this editing and I'm, I'm doing more technical things I'm looking for grammar errors and and punctuation errors, and you know, did I am, am I following my storyline, my timeline right? I'm looking for technical things. So then the creative part of my brain gets a rest, and at the same time, I'm working on the next Wayfarer novel, and it's a matter of okay, well, what are my characters doing, and what do I want to tackle next, and where am I in the storyline? So. It, it kind of gets right brain, left brain type things, I think, going both at once. Okay. okay. Most of the time it works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Janice? Okay. So, I wanted to know why write? Because I know that you have a couple different books, but you also have um, crochet patterns and affirmations of the moon or moon affirmations. So what made you start writing? Well, I have to say that I started writing in third grade. and a third grade teacher who had us write short stories, and it was the first time I got to tell stories and not get yelled at for lying or making things up. And I fell in love with it then, and I kind of played with it up through high school. And then I had kids. And I have three daughters. They're all adults now. And they kept me a little busy, just a little. Uh-huh. I came back to writing in my late 30s, and I realized it was what was missing from my life. Um, I, I was so busy taking care of my husband, my kids, my job, my family. I have a large extended family that I wasn't taking care of me, and writing helped me take care of me. And I started back with poetry which is, my books are called Moments in, in Life or in Spirit or in Nature because literally it's something in a 
flash and a moment that inspires me to, to write whatever I've written. So the poetry that I started back writing in my late 30s was awful, <laughs> but it, it made me reconnect with writing. And then, you know, I grew up reading romance novels, and I, I'm like, well, I can write a romance novel. I've read hundreds of them, and that's where Secret Past came from. I think I worked on that 10 years, and it took me forever. And, and then once I started, it was like somebody opened a floodgate, and I just started writing everything. So writing is just, I, I don't know, it's just a second nature to me. It, it keeps me sane. It keeps, maybe it keeps the voices in my head quiet. Um, or maybe it's the voices in my head that I'm writing. <laughs> I don't know. But I do enjoy writing, and I do, do enjoy telling a good story, and a story that can make, that can move people to, to tears, to, to laugh, to to joy, um, all that is fun for me. Mm -hmm. So you're releasing your desires through writing, basically. I think so. I think so. It it uh, it helps me. I like I like science fiction and fantasy because you can create this whole world. So I can whatever I want to create is is right there. Um, so I can, I can, I can explore an issue that we deal with here every day in a new setting, in a new way. Um, in the defenders, I deal with people standing up for what's right, regardless of whether it's a hard thing to do or not. And it's something that, at the time that I started writing it, there was a lot going on in Wisconsin with politics and uh, our government, and people were being downtrodden by people in power that shouldn't have been. And a lot of what's in the Defenders is about doing what's right, no matter how hard it is. And so that's, that's where it comes from, is there were things going on in my life that were hard to face and hard to deal with and hard to cope with, and it was my way of coping with them. Okay. So that leads me <clears throat> to, to my second question, which is basically, because I've heard different schools of thought on this, now personally for you, for your method, for your writing, do you feel more a need that it comes from a personal event or can you sort of write a story just trying to relate to someone else's event or maybe a little of both or have you done both perhaps is the question. It really it really depends. Um, it, I've written short stories that have been based on, um, I wrote a, a short story on the abortion issue. I know that's a hot topic and it's hard for people to deal with. Um, and I tried to take one and put into one character all of the assumptions and beliefs that a woman of her era would have gone through. So like a woman late sixties, early seventies, before Roe Roe v. Wade, and um what she would have had to have gone through. And then I took a more current character in the story and took his religious beliefs and his moral beliefs 
and kind of pitted them against each other to try and cope with a very complex issue which can't really be solved in any really good way. So it can be an issue. It can be an issue in my life. It can be an issue that one of my friends is experiencing. At the same time, Dragon Lord's Mate just came out, and I literally wanted to play with the a, a scene I saw in my head, um, a, two character types that I just wanted to play with. It was really going to be a short story, and I was just going to try and put it out there as a fantasy short story, and it ended up being a whole a whole novel. <laughs> so it. It depends. When I was, uh, I just finished a, a second bachelor's degree um, in English. Uh, my first one was in business. This, the second one was to follow more what I wanted to do. Okay. And we did a lot of, you know, in the classes we talked a lot about different techniques and different styles and things like that. So as I'm moving forward in my writing and as I'm evolving, I find myself wanting to play with different structures and different character types and how to break cliches about characters. So it it depends. A lot of it's experience from life. Um, One of my friends is reading the Wayfarer novel and she's like, I can so see you in this. Like, I don't like doctors. And in the Wayfarer series, the main character doesn't like doctors either. So... (laughs) Some of the personal comes through. At least that's what my friends tell me. Right. Right. Okay. Denise. Okay. Um, so who is your audience since you're doing uh, poetry and... Since so it's such a variety, we're yeah. curious what you consider your target audience. I think it depends on what book you're reading. Moon um, Affirmations. I actually did a... In school, I actually took this book and used it as a project for one of the classes I took. And she wanted to know my targeted audience. And my targeted audience is the pagan community. Um, it's, it's very much geared towards the pagan community. It can also be towards people who are um, not religiously aligned um, open to to meditation and alternative thinking. Um, not necessarily. I had a lot of hardcore Christian girls in my class, and they just did not like the book at all. And that's fine; they don't have to. Have to. Um, so my, you know, for my affirmations for my poetry, I think that's more the pagan community. The romance novel that's definitely for women. Um, not a lot of men read romance. If you want, if you're a man and you want to read my romance novel, feel free. Um, there's enough adventure in there. I think you might get it and might like it. The other ones are science fiction and fantasy that I write, which is my favorite one to be in. And I think that's for anybody who likes science fiction. The one thing I like about science fiction and fantasy is there's a lot of possibilities there, and you can explore anything. That's true. And you can take it in different avenues as well. Look at how um, Star Trek was back in the 60s and what it is today. Yeah, exactly. That's it exactly. And 
I, I'm a multifaceted person. I, I do, I, I don't focus on just one thing. I don't do just one thing. So I don't think my, my, my audience is going to be just one group. I think it depends upon what I'm writing and what I put out there. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think, and again, back to what we opened with was discussing the, the multi, I guess, the sort of artistic multitasking. Because I sort of do the same thing, and I guess it, it, Janice does as well, um, in, in the aspect of, you know, I, I'm a musician as well as I've always had a passion for radio and wanted to do radio and broadcasting in general, even thought of starting a voiceover business. Um, and then there's, of course, um, I'm, I'm also some kind of a writer <laughs> as well. <laughs> so I haven't finished a book yet. I'm working on one that I might actually be finished, but it shows not about me today. But, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> but, uh, and to me, I, I guess it's just the way my mind works. Like, to me, they're, like, all connected. A lot of people like everything separated nowadays. Everything's got 50,000 subgroups. I think there's always great wisdom in seeing the universality in things, but that's just me. I'm very... Um, I agree. I, I mean, there's there's a theme through all of my books. My books are not they're not really meant for children. I, I had a faculty. I work at a university. That's my day job. And um, I had a faculty ask me about my books, and I was describing one of them to her, the Wayfarer series to her. And she's like, "Oh, I think my son would like that." And he's 12. And I'm like, "Yeah, no, he's too young for my books. You need to wait till he's 16." Or to sit down and explain to him that there's actual sex scenes in these books. Uh, so why why sixteen? Well, sixteen is the age of consent in most states. I, I guess if you want to do legal age, it would be eighteen. Um, I I feel that we my parents allowed me to be adult as a teenager, and that's how I raised my kids. They made their decisions, and if they fell on their tuchus, then I was there to pick up the pieces, but they had to learn from falling on their tuchus. Right. I, I think that I think that we mollycoddle and you know, we need to let our kids grow up and make mistakes and, and I don't think we do that enough. I agree. But, you know what I think is different too, and this is a little off topic, but it's just talking about the kids for a second, is I noticed, because I'm 40, by the way, yesterday, 44. Happy birthday. Hey, Happy birthday. Thank you. The cusp of Aquarius and Capricorn. Earth, air. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, but one thing I notice is kids, like the friends I have that have kids, they're around them a lot more than I was around my parents. And what I mean by that is when I was a kid, as soon as I got home from school, if, if, if I wasn't forced to, like, do homework, I was, like, on my bike and I was out. You know, I mean, and I see these kids now, they're, like, lounging around the house playing video games going, Dad! And I'm just like, uh, yeah. what? Go, get go, into, go, go play. Go get in trouble or something. My favorite two words. I used play. to enjoy going and doing the wrong thing, and I didn't want my parents to know about it. And I didn't want to have an argument about it. I just wanted to go do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up on a farm, and, you know, we were regimented to some degree. we come home, and my mom had... We had giant chalkboard on our wall, and we had chores listed out. And but when those chores were done, and we were given free reign to do whatever, I had 150 acres to go play in. And let me tell you, I wasn't hanging out in the house 
to play. I was out in the woods and, you know, out in the fields playing tag and hide and seek. And, yeah, none of this sticking around the house. And I, I sure as heck didn't want my mom around, my mom and dad around when I was out hanging out with my friends at 16. I was up to things that I didn't want them to know about. Exactly. I said I wanted to go do the wrong thing in peace. <laughs> And then we would, like, explore. We'd find, like, oh, hey, look, what's that up there? Oh, there's an old house. It looks abandoned. Let's go explore. Let's go inside. Whatever, you know. I mean, it was, just, it, we were, it was like out in the world having a little adventure. Now it's like they lounge around the house and going, can I do this? Can I do that? Yeah. They yeah. Like, I don't get that either. That's a rant. I noticed that. My rant's over okay. now, but I decided rant. Okay. Over. I don't have my own children, so I, <laughs> I can rant about other people's children. Well, I have children, and they range in age from 28 to 33. And um, they say the same things you're saying because when my kids were little, you know, they were given boundaries that they loved it because at one point they were allowed to go to the corner and back, and that's as far as they could stray from home. And so when they got, when they showed certain levels of responsibility, they were allowed to go further. And right. so that was a huge part of it. Yeah, it's like, and you tried to be close enough, or at least in my case, to where you could hear your mom calling you for dinner or, or something. Or she could see. Or that would be, you know, there would be anger there if I wasn't back at a certain, you know. But yeah. Right. Well, time don't come back till it's too dark to see. <laughs> right. That's right. That's what my parents used to say. <laughs> okay. So, how do you deal with uh, writer's block? I don't get writer's block. I really don't. If I can't, if I can't finish a scene, there's a reason why I can't finish a scene, and I need to let it go, and and work on something else. That's probably why I work on two or three things at a time because I'll flip back and forth between two or three stories, and when when I'm stuck with one, I, can, I, I, I numerous times I have been writing a scene, and it's like, okay, I'm. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with this one. I need to go to the other one. I'll go right on the other one. I'll sleep on it. I come back, and it's like, oh, this is what I need to do. It's like a light bulb going off. And I've gone to sleep annoyed because I want to plan to write for another hour or whatever, and I've gone to sleep and woken up in the morning. It's like, oh, this is the next scene. I know what, what comes next. And, and I wake up with it, and it's right there. Or um, I just took a trip. My daughter, I live in Wisconsin. My daughter, one of my daughters lives in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And we just took a trip down there. And my husband always sleeps when I drive. And he was sleeping and I wrote three chapters in my head while I was driving. <laughs> so, no, I wasn't typing on the computer while I drove. I was nice and safe. But in my head, I had three scenes all plotted out. Right. Oh, okay. And I have... Um this is just on, a, I guess, a personal um, um, artistic level, because you mentioned that, in the car. So I just want to expand on that just a little bit. I'm the type of person that a lot of times when I'm writing something, it's often good if no one else is home, because I actually like to like walk around the room and act it out. Like I'm kind of a physical person. In fact, I'm standing right now, and you I walk around. I stand yeah. all the time. I stand to watch TV sometimes. It used to, you know, drive my ex-girlfriends crazy. Uh, but so for me, I'm wondering, do you feel inspired away from the, we'll say, the typewriter for now without trying to show our age, and then come back to it? <laughs> or, 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 or do you feel inspired while you're there, or is it a combination of both perhaps? It, it's a combination of both. When I'm driving, 
used to drive my kids nuts because when I would drive, I would pull a piece of paper and put it on the steering wheel and write poetry. Oh, wow. So they made me stop doing that. <laughs> and so I would, I would pull over and write the poetry. It always made me late everywhere. Um, driving puts you in an almost meditative state, especially if I'm driving long distances. I don't tend to listen to to the radio because stations go in and out and I I you you only have you know, on a five hour drive, you only have conversation for maybe an hour. And then at, at least for me, my husband goes to sleep and then I'm sitting there staring at lights coming at me, so my mind goes to work and my mind doesn't ever really stop, I don't think. I don't even think when I sleep it stops. Right. Um I I have a a, a ritual when I write, um, I, I'm, I have physical issues, so I can't get up and walk. Otherwise, I think I would. But when I, when I write at night, I have a tendency to um, turn off all the lights but the one where I sit. And, and then I turn on classical music because I don't have to think about the words of the music. Right, exactly. And, um, and then I write. And then I get into whatever story I'm doing. When I edit, when I edit, I'll read out loud. Um, my husband will get up at, when I'm editing, and he'll say, "What? Who are you talking to?" And I'm like, "I'm editing." <laughs> <laughs> and I like. No, I think it's actually a very productive ritual that you mentioned because you know all the lights, most of them being out. Um, I do sometimes a similar thing. Almost any time I do a meditation, the lights are out, and I got like a little candle going. I mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's yeah. type of meditation. It is because it's just you got the flickering, especially now. Unfortunately, and fortunately, if you live in a house that has some holes in it during the winter, <laughs> there is a little breeze that sometimes makes oh, yeah. that candle flicker. <laughs> and yes. Now you mentioned, um, and I just have to say this as both serious and a joke about driving. Maybe in Wisconsin is meditative. <laughs> I don't know if DC driving. Uh, I don't yeah. think you can do much riding in DC. Or 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 um or Northern Virginia in general, which is where we are. Northern too Virginia. Too much traffic. It's like traffic and honking and stop and go and red light and stop and some guy. Yeah, when I, when I go down, yeah, when I go down driving through Chicago, not meditative at all. Once no. I get past that on on eighty. Into Indiana, it's it's just interstate driving, and you set the cruise, and you just kind of go. And and I tell you, I've written the best poems when I've driven in northern Wisconsin. I have a sister who lives way up north by Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and um, I tell you, my favorite time to drive up there is early October when the trees are turning colors, and you've got fire on the trees because of the color of the leaves, and and you've got a blue sky and green grass, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. And, yeah, I'm always late when I do that because I always end up stopping and writing poetry, always. Old, old school uh, texting and driving, then, is, is what you're... Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, anyway, Janice. Okay. Um, what is your advice for people that are starting to become writers? Write, 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 edit, edit, okay. edit, and don't give up. Okay. Because everybody's going to tell you 
You'll have one person say, I love it. You'll have one person say, I hate it. You'll be rejected a hundred times and then it'll hit. So don't give up. Very cool. And write every day. Write every single day. Yeah. And it will be the same thing for writer's block. You know, if you keep writing, even if the first yep. sentences or paragraph or whatever is not all that good, at least you wrote through the block. Exactly. Exactly. I've even said that before about about other things in general, whether it's writing or music, or even starting a fitness routine, whatever. It's like when you when you're doing it, when you know it's in the negative and you know it's not there, then you're you at least did something, right? And right. It might not be your best work, but you did something. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I started really trying to get published in. Probably about, let's see, I'm going to be 51 next month, so in my late 30s, probably about 15 years ago, and I had some success. Um, unfortunately, none of it paid, but I still got published, and I tell you, every time I get something published, whether it's the first time or the 20th time, it's a thrill to open up a package and, and open up a magazine and say, oh, look, there's my article, or oh, I just got a box of books. Um, Dragon Lord Mate just came to me, and I just ordered books for the new book that I had out. Um, and it just came in the mail the other day, and I, I opened up the box, and it's like, oh, look at my pretty cover. And um, TJ Johns did the, um, she painted a dragon picture for me, uh -huh. And I used that as the the cover for Dragon Lord's Mate, and um, I looked at that, and it's like, oh, I love how that turned out. So it's it's a thrill to see your name in print and to see it be accomplished. And if you're just starting out, just keep trying because nine times out of ten, when you're rejected, it's not because it's bad work; it's because it just didn't fit. Yeah, or was it the right? So just keep trying. I know I have wrote an article about Reiki in Circle, and it got published, and they gave me two free copies, and I went out and bought four more because I know I wanted to give it to a couple people, but I had to, mm -hmm. to, to see my name in, in publication. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've had I've had several articles and poems published in Circle, and Selena's wonderful. I've been to rituals and stuff with her and um, events with her, and she's an amazing woman. And I just love Circle Magazine. It's, it's, I think, one of the first places I got published. And I still submit there, and I still occasionally get published there. Um, I just am so busy with books and stuff, it's hard to come up with new and fresh articles all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Selena has been on our show twice, actually. Twice, right. yeah. Always a great guest and... Doing speaking of multitasking, she's been oh, uh, so many so great things. Yeah. Lady Liberty. Mm -hmm. We were talking about bullying the one time she was on, and she was talking, and it was a girl, young girl that was bullied, and she committed suicide, and she was a pagan, and was being bullied <clears throat> about her beliefs and stuff like that. Tempest Smith. So it was an interesting show, and um, and Selena always brings a lot of uh, activism and interesting things to the table. And I, I think she runs a great she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah. 
Awesome. What is yeah, it's just a wonderful organization. If you get a chance to go to Circle Sanctuary, it's it's a beautiful place. It's it's an absolutely beautiful place. Yes, I've been there. Yes. Actually, and I've been at PSG four times. Yeah. Mhm. So I haven't been to where her actual house is, but I have been to <laughs> the Circle Sanctuary and where they keep uh, uh, PSG and and where they go out for salad as well. Because I've been to a couple. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. Is that where they grow the mugwort? Is that where the, the, the like the magically charged? I hear some people they like to. They've done so many ceremonies that some people like to gather. Oh, the herbs the, and the, the mugwort from yeah. the area. So oh yeah. I think David was telling me about that. Oh yeah. So very cool. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful place and it's it's an inc- it's got incredible energy there. Yes, it does. It's very wonderful energy there. So, what do you consider your best? book. I know you have quite a book, quite a a bit of books here, so if you take a couple (laughs) minutes to answer that, we'll we'll be okay. I I have 13 out with the 14th coming out in a week and a day, the day before my husband's birthday, Um, and my best, I I don't know that I have, like, my poetry... If you want the best selling, I can tell you that. That's Moon Affirmations. I love Moon Affirmations because a friend and I were meditating at a county park near my house, and in an hour, the whole concept of the book just popped into my head, and I wrote the first draft in two weeks, which is incredibly quick for me. And so I love Moon Affirmations because there's so many good memories for it for me, and I feel like it is a positive force out there for people. But I, I come back to my poetry. It doesn't sell very well because poetry just doesn't sell. But I love my poetry books. They, they, I can pick one up and I can, and generally I can look at a poem and say, well, I know what this moment in, t- in my life was. And so I, I think they're my favorite. They don't sell very well. <laughs> they're, they're a work of my heart. <laughs> Well, why do you think they don't sell very well? I think poetry is a hard sell. I I think poetry, people think of, like, the old-time poetry, um, and they they don't think... Modern poetry is very different from, you know, Wadsworth, where it, things rhymed, and, you know, Frost or Dickens, where, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I don't like Dickens at all. Her stuff no. is just out there, uh-huh. it's hard to read, it's hard to interpret, and no matter what you interpret, it's wrong. <laughs> so I think I think people don't understand that modern poetry is different and expresses differently than what they had to deal with in school. Mm-hmm. Well, in my opinion, I think poetry, whether if it's classic or modern, it's um, the interpretation of it, and not everybody understands what's going on in the interpretation. So everybody could have their own view of what the poem is saying, which I find is great. But um, because of that, that's probably why poetry doesn't sell as much as like a 
mystery novel. I think so, and like I like to play yeah, with or, yeah, yeah. or science fiction. Yeah, I, I mean, I like to play with I like to play with words, and so like abstract poems are real fun for me. It's hard to make people understand that you're just playing with the words. Mm-hmm. But I I I like my my Wayfair series is doing really well, and it's probably one of my favorites. Um, I have test readers, and they'll finish reading that first draft of a one of my Wayfair novels, and they'll say, okay, when's the next one? When do I get the next one? And, yeah. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, it's gratifying. It's nice. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I, I need a little time to let the story develop. <laughs> okay. But, so your Wayfair... So I, I don't know that I can tell you, I can say that I have a favorite. I like them all for different reasons. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I wanted to mention, Eileen, that sometime in the future, because we are in touch with the DC Poetry Slam people here, and I've gone to quite a few of their Poetry Slams, and they have some great poets. And we were going to do, on the air, a Poetry Slam for Main Street Universe. I don't have a date set for it yet but there's some great people from all different walks of life. And if you write poems and felt like doing one, like calling in and doing a poem, it's not really going to be a contest. It's just going to be people sharing their thing. I mean, I might give, I don't know, I wouldn't even know how to judge that contest. It has to be so subjective. I might just give everybody a little something for being part of it. Right? But um, That would be fun. And so maybe if, 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 if we stay in contact or if Janice... Cause, and there are some great poets that do this, including the bass, oh, the yeah. bass player in my band who, who's been in these. He never wins because his are a little grumpy. But there's another guy, Bill. Uh, there, there's quite a few people. The two that run the, the event um, are just amazing. I do poetry. Yeah, I Janice, Janice uh, as well. So we're going to have a whole bunch of people kind of doing like – it might be an hour if it just goes longer. We're going to try to run the show to sound like a poetry slam party. So we might, like, you know, be tinkling glasses and, you know, you know what I mean, and make it say, like, hey. A few people yelling in the background. That's right. Well, we'll try to get some snaps going or something. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, that yeah, sounds like fun. Cram them in the room here yeah. with the show and have them snap to, their <laughs> to the one thing. Have a snap session. <laughs> But, uh, so, yeah, that's well, something we'll in the future, actually. I just have, have a I'll tell you what I like to do is um, a friend of mine asked me to write something for her wedding, and I just took, I told each of the couple, each of the members of the couple, to give me ten words to describe their partners. And so then I just wrote a poem based on the ten words they gave me. Oh. So I, I like to do that stuff. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, I have done, done it like that as well where um, it was a bunch of words. It was actually a, a poetry slam in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Where um, The DC so, ones are pretty good, actually. Yeah. And they did one in Anya's church, uh, but they did it in Sterling, um, but they also do them in D.C. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, now I know you crochet. Okay. I do. It's, it's probably one of my other passions. Um, I've been crocheting since I was 12, so what do you get out of crocheting? Peace. Peace and stress relief. Peace and relief. Um, 
I I like to um my daughters are my biggest recipients, but I have multiple nieces and nephews and they I told them last year that I was either gonna do kitchen stuff for them or, or Afghans and they had to tell me and I got like None of them didn't tell me. They all came to me and said, this is what we want. These are the colors we want. How soon can we get them? Oh, yeah. So, and I, like, I I work at a university, and I I work at the special education department, and all of my faculty get crocheted stuff for Christmas, and they just, they're like, so do you have our colors? Do you remember what our favorite colors are? And... Yeah, yeah, okay. Now they've gotten used to it. Yeah, it it gives me a a stress relief that puts my mind in a different place. And what I tend to do when I crochet is um, I will listen to an audio book while I crochet. And it's great because I can look at what I'm doing and I can, at the same time, I'm listening to, I'm combining two of the things I love to do most, reading a book and crocheting. Yeah. 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 And... I think uh, that's another interesting thing for writers. And I'm curious how, I'm not asking you specifically, or maybe if you want to answer, but it's something I think about. Like if you write a book and then there's another market for you, what if it becomes an audio book? And I've even thought, because I have a music studio here, I'm a musician, and by the way, you said Dragon, our band is Dragon's Head, and we too had a beautiful logo drawn up for us. Oh, very nice, very nice drawing. (laughs) And uh, by a local artist, a young guy out of college. And Brian Flaw, for anybody out there listening, incredible. Well, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I'll send it to you on uh, on Facebook. I'll send you our... Oh, yeah, please. Do. Everything. Now, we had a technical glitch at the beginning of this show. Hopefully, it was okay. (laughs) It happens. It's Blog Talk Radio. You never know. You never know what's going to go on. (laughs) There are things in your control and things out of your control. And uh, so... But... Well, I would love to do audiobooks. I think it's important. We have visually impaired people who could really use those books. And there are people who commute. I, I, we, I was in a discussion group where some man went on and said, well, audiobooks are just part of the dumbing down of America. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding? Don't you know that you can get the classics on audiobooks? You can get Shakespearean plays acted out in audio. You can get, you know, anything almost. And I would love to expand into that. I I have to get the funds together to to hire someone to do the to do the reading because you really have to have a good reader. You, if you have a bad reader on your audiobook, it just turns people off. Right. Yeah. Now I wanted to expand upon the dumbed down comment that is so ridiculous because if you learned Shakespeare in person, what's a huge aspect of how you would learn it? The audio, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, so that's a ridiculous comment. Some people just think they're it, so Yeah. Sorry, he he kind of got blasted. He has a publisher who wanted to expand into audio, and he was resistant to it. I'm like, if you got somebody willing to pay for it, do it. Come on. Very much. Very much. And for those... Yeah, it's, it's on my to-do list down the road. I, I, I'm... You know, I gotta balance out all the budget stuff. Right. And 
we, like I said, I have we have a music studio here. It's something I actually plan on expanding upon and, and, and using it for things like that, like voiceover, audio, and things like that, audio books. But I'm not sure how good of an audio book reader I would be yet because I haven't really tried that. <laughs> but, um, but again, we're talking to Eileen Tremel, who's yeah. the author of about a gazillion books, as, uh, as we've seen. And you send us one. <laughs> we don't have a book from you. But, uh, well, give me an address, Denise, and I'll send you. You tell me what you want. I can send you poetry or sci-fi or fantasy or romance or meditation. You tell me. Well, I think when, we, when the moon affirmations I'm going to look at, because I was kind of curious when I saw that, maybe a sci-fi book. Okay. Okay? You, okay. you, you give me your address. I'll send them off to you. All right, I could do that when I go home later. All right. So, oh. Anyway, I'm just letting everybody know because we're coming down to about our last four or five minutes. The time flew by, as it sometimes does here when we have a, a guest that's that we enjoy, and it's Eileen Tremel. Now, Eileen, is there anything you would like to plug? You know, yes. yourself, plug away. Uh, your website information. Uh, well, my my new Wayfarer book is coming out on the thirtieth. Um, it's the fifth book in the series, and you know, Wayfarer's it's a science fiction action adventure. If you're female, there's some really strong, fun females in there. They they kick ass and take names, and. Uh, there's also some fun male characters in there that will relate to all the male readers. Um, they're kick-ass and they take names, too. So uh, that's fun. That's that's the new one coming out. And uh, i got to plug Moon Affirmations. It's, it's an amazing meditative book based on the moon phases. And um, it's real quick and easy to do. So check it out. Okay. All right. And where are the best places for the people to buy your books? I'm on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Apple and Kobo and I'm on Smashwords. Um, my uh, website's EileenTremel.Weebly.com. Okay. Um, so there's links on my website to all the places that you can buy my books. So check them out. And we will link. On the archive, we actually get more archive listens often than live listens. It's just the nature of podcasts. Uh, people listen mm-hmm. when, when it's there. When it's there, it's their availability. It's the modern way. And it'll like, we'll have a show where it's like, okay, there were X amount of people, and then all of a sudden, wow, it quadrupled by the time you look at the, you know, the, the when they send it, when you, when, you, when you can see it, it quadrupled in the archives, and that's just kind of the nature of this form of broadcasting. Oh, Yeah. Well, that's the fun part because you can get it when it, when it's convenient to you. I don't have to tr- turn on my radio and hope that it's something interesting. Right, right. I can find the interesting things like your shows. I was listening to all your promos, and it's like, oh, I, I didn't know about that. i got to check that out. Right. Oh, I didn't know you were listening to our promos. <laughs> all right. But, uh, <laughs> Very good. We love that. Yeah, we've had some great guests. And hosts coming back too, including we have Queen Mother Imaku is making a return, and Queen Mother is a comedic uh, priestess and out of New York, and is one of I think three of our hosts who have now been a picture in a tarot card deck. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I was offered one. Yes, so Jesus it hasn't happened yet, we, but we, I've been offered. We had it. Susan Weed. We had um, I forget the third one. Then we had um, um, Queen Dorsey Mother was was on one too. Yeah, so we've had multiple people come coming and going that have actually been picture or inspired the picture for a tarot deck. <laughs> oh, nice. And I found that out by accident because uh, Susan Weed, the great herbalist, who we're so happy to have on this network, she, I was announcing and I said something like, and the one host who has the privilege of, she actually shows up on the New York Tarot uh, uh, Queen Mother when she was still with us, and she's coming back. She's making a return. I just haven't announced the date, but she's been contacting me again. So, and Susan went, uh uh-uh, she's not the only one. I've been on it. <laughs> she was Bobby Yaga. <laughs> Oh, okay. oh, okay. Yeah, I know who that is. Okay. Which makes sense because Susan is, I think, of Russian descent. Yeah. Ah. She does the herbs and the plants and all that. Oh, so, yeah. So that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But anyway, mm-hmm. thanks for joining thank us. Thank you, Eileen. I'd like to have Oh, you. thank you for having me. I had a really good time. Yes. And thank you. We enjoyed it as well. Oh. Yes, I'd like for you oh, to. Oh, good. Um, well, my show is up and running, which should be soon. Okay, sounds good. That sounds good. All right. And maybe for the poetry slam. Yes. Maybe. Give, give me a call. We'll see. We'll see if I think I can manage to do something up to par. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. So again, thanks. And Thank folks, you so much. It's Eileen Tremel, and she's the author of many books. We mentioned Wayfarer, uh, the, the Secrets, the Affirmations book. The, the I think she, you did a crochet book too, as well. Did you not? Yeah, I have two crochet patterns out there, too. Uh, winter woven scarf. Uh, I live in Wisconsin. I had to do a scarf. And uh, a digital hanger. I'm actually very much a fan of scarves in general. Like, I love scarves. Like, I think scarves, like, look good on women. I, I, I enjoy wearing a scarf. They're, they're actually functional. They're, they don't just look good, but they're incredibly effective. Yeah. <laughs> So scars are yeah, here in Wisconsin, when we get to, uh, you know, below zero, it's it's kind of necessary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, I, I'm thinking about doing a scarf book. We'll see. <laughs> it's a lot of pictures. It's a lot of pictures, and, and, and that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that would be uh, that would be interesting, I think, and I think a lot of people would like it because I know my brother's wife, who I live with, I rent from family here. And my brother's wife, she likes scarves so much just as a fashion statement. She buys really thin, light ones to wear, like in the summer, like like, mm-hmm. thin, like thin, like sort of light material. She just likes the way they look in the wrap and the flowing, and you know all that kind of thing. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And there's there's so many great yarns out there. It's it's wonderful. I, I there's a sale at Michaels, and I'm going this weekend. All right, that's All awesome. Right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank and you for having me. Absolutely. And everybody, you've been listening to Eileen Tremel, author, and we'll be right back as we await to the call from our next host, which will be Darren Bouquer, who's a reader at Marie Lovo's House of Voodoo in the magical city of New Orleans, Louisiana. And this is our friends Woven Green with their song Sixth Sun. Six sun is rising, 
forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.
I'm, I'm on the air in about 12 seconds. All right, everybody, we are here after facing some technical difficulties, but that's okay. It's our first time doing a back-to-back show, and we've had some issues. And right now it's saying that I'm both a guest as well as the host. So thank you, Janice, and have a good evening, and thank you again. Thank you, Daniel. All right. And we were just talking to Island Tremble. That's why the song was going on so long in between. We were working out the technical glitch, but not too bad of one because it's a transition between two different shows. So tonight is the first night on Main Street Universe that we have Spiritual Insight with Darren Bucara on Wednesday night, back-to-back right after the flagship show, the one that started it all, Main Street Universe. And I see that Darren is Q. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Speaking, welcome, Darren. Um, welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. <laughs> we were, it was a little bit of some technical glitch going on here, which happens from time to time. At uh, you know, yeah, it's but... stupid, stupid me. I should have t- tuned into Main Street Universe. It just doesn't occur to me that that you, know, you guys were having your show right before my. So I was like, oh yeah, um, which was good. How how did it go? Oh no, quite well. Eileen was a great guest. She's a writer. She's written a ton of books of all different types. I mean, she also writes kind of to the pagan community, but she also has just written books that are fiction and murder mysteries and and all oh, kinds wow, of things. Okay. There's about thirteen published books. Working on number fourteen, so yeah, pretty yeah, good. But... Cool. So how have you been? Been a while since we've been on the air, I think, together? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm working on uh, quite a few of uh, my home mystical menagerie of things that's happening. Trying to really get some new energy started for this new year. Be very positive about it. Um, uh, I have had a lot of, you know, as, as, as it happens for both of us in the divination community, I have had a lot of readings because, you know, it's the beginning of the year. So people want to know what what, what do I have to expect for this year, that sort of thing. So divination has been a big focus for a lot of, of my time in the past um, two weeks or so. Uh, but there is, you know, a lot of people have, I, I find that a lot of my clients have been trying, trying moments, um, it's anything from you know, not their relationship, it might be their you know their job, and a lot of, a lot of things that are ending and changing and building back, and it seems to be a concurrent trend. From what I can see, mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, but tonight, uh, I think we were going to focus a little on uh, the Earth element, the element of Earth, uh, connecting with the Earth, um, re-solidifying yourself, especially if you were one of these people that's had some things uh, changing or some turbulence. Um, connecting with the earth can be the, one of the best things you can do, and that would be to kind of re-solidify your foundation. The foundation is intrinsic to being comfortable, okay? And the foundation can be a home. It, it can be, you know, the, the, your foundation of self from your root chakra. But the root chakra does bring us down to connect us to the earth as a root would imply. So all of those things are important to make us unflappable to the the trials and tribulations of our week and and our path. So so it's important. Mhm. And the interesting thing 
Mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's a chakra that's not talked about very often. That that root. Oh, the root chakra. Chakra, yeah. People, people, they say a lot, like in the New Age world, open the mm-hmm. heart, open the heart, you know, open the heart chakra. And nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, but it's it, you know, you hear that a lot. Sometimes you mm-hmm. don't hear, or from other people, you might hear you know, the more the sex uh, or or, or well, something like that. Why it gets missed. I think why it gets missed sometimes is the sacral is right above it. Exactly. That sacral sacral has a lot to do with how heavy your energy is, how you relate to other people, how much of their their stuff you can take on, how much of it you can't. So you got a lot of action going on right above the root chakra. So it's easy to to forget about it. And let's face it, the other chakras are kind of, a little more interesting. <laughs> because they will say, well, the root chakra is, you know, it's basic survival, right? It has this kind of earthy, basic survival thing, whereas then you say something like the heart chakra or the sacral one, which is the the, the orange uh, sex one, or even the solar one, the sun chakra, is, you know, it's talked about a lot. Uh, in the center, right, you know, three fingers below the belly button, like they say in Taoism, mm-hmm. there's a lot of traditions that believe that's a, you know, a sacred energetic place for your energy body. So I think that root one, you know, sometimes gets uh, not, maybe not talked about as much in any kind of it's detail. lost in the shuffle, but it's very important. Um, a lot of us tend to overlook it because that's something that we do easily, or that's what people do that are not aware of their energy body and their chakras, they handle that root chakra pretty well because they need it. That's their that's their key, their, that's their main line into reality is to be firmly rooted into something. So they're they're doing that and they're, they've been handling that. So what they're interested in or to explore is the other chakras because they've been trying to root themselves into something solid this whole time. But let's say I did a reading for this, this girl earlier today and uh, she was um, Scandinavian, uh, but her her energy, her root chakra was all jacked up. I mean, it was like gone. It was not even there barely at all. And then she's talking about Odin's ravens and how she follows them around. And her energy body was like up by the ceiling when she walked in. And I was like, we have high ceilings here in New Orleans. So let me tell you, she was way out there. So you can you can have a problem with your root chakra. It all depends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have a caller here. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to... They were they were waiting for a good while on the show before oh. this, so I think I... I oh, oh, I had no idea. Okay. But, so I'm going to go ahead. Okay. And then I said it's a friend. Hello. Outside. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hello, I'm okay. wonderful. I'm actually I'm from Louisiana myself, so oh, how are you? Okay. Where where in Louisiana? Um, I did live in Baton Rouge for a good while, but I moved back um to central Louisiana a little bit after my divorce. So okay. yeah, I've been, I've been well, well, where in, I'm I'm still getting the know. Still Louisiana it's a small town, like two oh, wow. three hours. It's about three mm-hmm. three and a three three and a half hours from New Orleans, I could tell you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your name? But I'm willing to move back. I'm willing to move back to Baton Rouge pretty soon. But anyway, well, uh, I love. My name is Candace. 
Candace. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, nice to meet you. Are you? <clears throat> so you're in a little town out there, and um, you're in uh, Louisiana, so you, you really understand that that being connected to to the to nature is probably something you're you're pretty acquainted with. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um, is there is there a story or or something you wanted to share, or do you have a question? I actually have a love question, actually. Um, oh, a love question. Love, yes, I do have a love question. Mm, um, all right. Yes. Wow. My love life. <laughs> um, I would love to see if you, um, well, I was talking to somebody, um, and we met in October mm-hmm. of last year. Um, there was a strong connection there from the get-go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're still friends and everything like that. And okay. matter of fact, we had like a first date like last weekend. So, so it was pretty interesting. So you've been friends most of yeah. this time, and then you just decided to to well, go I mean, on a date we didn't date. Like any other, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I've been pushing. It's like more than anything, I've been the one that's getting him to go. You know, it's like I don't know what it is. I'd be scared. And I, <laughs> I know he's interested. I don't know. I know he's been here as well. So um, I would like to see if you, where do you see this friendship going or if you see somebody new coming in my life, you know, because I would love something long-term, maybe a soulmate or something to my way. Okay. Uh, Gold, blue, or green? Mm, Blue. Blue? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So Candace wants to know if this is gonna go with her new friend. Okay, get 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 him in your mind. Okay. Hold on. Where it's going? That's what we're looking at. It is gonna get a little bit complicated. Uh, it, 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 there's a lot of different little little things and little elements that he needs to kind of work out to 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 be who you want him to be and to be fully open into what's going what you need and the energy you need. I am getting the ten of wands and and that 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 means that there's a lot of extraneous little items that he has to navigate through, and this is why maybe he's taking a minute to really get close to saying, oh, let's go on a real date is because he doesn't know if he can make that space in his life. So I think there may be some things he's not telling you. Um, mm. That does not mean that they won't work themselves out and things will get better for you. But in, well, the, in, the, in the interim, now I, I'll dig, dig deeper into it, but, but this is initially as, as things are moving forward, they do look a little complicated. Hold on. All right, do, do you want somebody to be with? Do you want, like, a real person in your life, like, all the time to live with? And is this is this what you well, want love, for you? I would, love, I would love a soulmate connection with somebody. Okay. Somebody that's real in my life. I don't know. And don't maybe there's a person who's hurt before. But I get the Ten of Wands, yeah. and then I get the Ten of Pentacles inverted. Um, let me ask about my life. Let me ask my spirit guide home. 
I think that he has a fear of, of intimacy. I think he's been hurt before. I think that he has yeah. still some involvement with these past um, women um, on some well, level. Well, I've been hurt before, too, so I, I, you know, I'm... I'm he I don't want, he's, he's scared. And take it from me when I tell you, Candace, that, that sometimes if, if your stuff gets thrown away or, or things, your stuff, you don't, uh, you have a fear of, of putting it, putting yourself in not a safe place. And and you might have to wait a couple of years for him to get to to get to where he can be everything you need him to be. But that, that begs the question if you're willing to, to jump through nah. those hoops and wait that long. Well, you know, I want something real in my life, so I stay on to the next. So I look at it, you know. You would say on to the next? Yeah, it, it looks challenging. You know, I mean, I don't know. particles inverted means you can't have all the physical. Everything you want from him physically is so close, but not quite. It's just not quite yeah. exactly what you want. And, and that's, that's going to depend on pissing you off. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, do you see a soulmate coming my way or something, or like some some like true love coming my way? Um, and I know obviously it will, but you know, do you see me meeting somebody? Well, first of all, I want to say this: if you can relax your energy a little bit and let new energy come to you, that would be good. Because that intensity is a vibration that that comes off, and it, it's a little bit pushy. So you got to let destiny kind of pull some of the threads towards you. So I would I would give you that as an advice, just just in, as a general advice. But hold on, hold on, I'm going to ask. Hold on. Okay. I get the justice card. I get the three of wands, and I got a nice feeling that. I see some some bright balls of light around you and around your figure when I when I'm kind of just asking my spirit guide. So what it means is is yeah, I think you're gonna get get somebody, get involved with somebody, and you're gonna move to the next level. The three of wands is moving to that next step, making plans with somebody. So I, I do see that the justice card is you get treated fairly because you wanna you wanna be treated fairly, so you treat other people in a relationship with respect and kindness, and it will be shown to you as well. It will be given to you. It will be rewarded. So you just keep being a good person and keep your faith that you will find that person, but don't intensely look. Just let yeah, certain don't. things happen. Lower well, lower your volume been, a little bit. Well, I've just been a little bit. for years, and I haven't dated anybody, and that was a reason because I didn't trust nobody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I guess I thought that I saw something in that other person. <clears throat> I don't know what, but um, let it flow. Yeah, it, let it flow. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, don't no, not a tsunami, not a tsunami. Oh no, 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 no! I don't, I don't believe in gentle wave. And you, my, you yes. get where I'm going with this, right? Oh, believe me, I'm not trying to get hurt or played. So I don't believe in rushing or rushing anything. I don't believe in rushing. So, you know. Okay, good, like good, said, good, but. But but I can tell you that you do need to lower some of the just the volume is what I'm saying of the, of your energy. Okay, I am getting that, and I am getting that you will you have some good good at you're moving in the right direction. Just mm-hmm. be open and and be kind and, and relax and, and and it'll come. Okay, 
So Hopefully I think by the end of the year, drop the other person. Hopefully by the well, like you just said, by the next one. Yeah. Don't yep. you know? Don't That's sequester cool. your energy. Nope. Believe me, some of us, that. some of us get locked into a situation that is isn't is slightly obsolete, and we just keep trying to make it work. Well, I, don't, I definitely don't want that. That's that's stupid. <laughs> it's kind of stupid is, when you think is, about it, that. It is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Take it for me. Yeah. I've had that. You try to put a square peg in a round hole and it just, it ain't, Mm -mm. you're squishing it in there. (laughs) It's not happening and and you're like, well, why not? Let's put some Crisco on there. Push on it real hard. It's not, you got to, you got to look, you got to respect yourself. If you need love the way you need to be loved, then that's the Mm -hmm. way you need to be loved. It's not your problem if that's how you are. You just, you know, so that's it. So um, I do see it happening for you, but you got to be open to it. So you might not want to waste your time with this one because it's, it's not going to be Mm-mm. quite there. Okay? Okay. Okay. Oh. Yes, indeed. I, and I and connect with the earth. That. Go out there and connect with the earth, too. Okay? So right, thank you. Tonight. You're welcome. Thanks for All right. Thank you very much for calling. And thank you for your patience. I know you were on the line earlier. And when we're doing a show back to back with a reading show, I'm sure we're going to get. We're sometimes read, people wanting a reading will call while we're doing the interview show. But so thank you for your patience and thank you for calling back. No problem. All right, thank you. Have a good evening. Okay, there. Well, you know, it's 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 funny. It's um, you know, I'll, I, I mean, what is a perfect relationship? That's hard to say, but. I can say that if I look at something and it seems challenging and then I get another card on it and it just doesn't seem quite there, then I'm going to say that that, that it probably won't be there. It won't be everything that person needs. Another interesting just bit of advice you gave her is what something I thought was very proper because you said Mm -hmm. if you lower the energy meaning, and I know what you meant, lower the sending out that vibration of I'm looking for that soulmate, you know, because <clears throat> men pick up on that and it turns them off the same way low confidence turns off women, perhaps, is maybe a good example. They the just same way. If, you, if, you're, if you're interacting with a man and you hit him in the head with a butterfly net and pull him over, <laughs> that's going to be the wrong thing. And, and I, I'm going to say that I can say that intellectually and not spiritually because I talk to people about their relationships all week, right. every day. I thought to look, but you know, at least five or six random people that call me outside of the readings I have scheduled about right. their relationship, and I can tell you that 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 in, that intensity and those those throwing out those tentacles to wrap somebody up and and make sure they do what you want them to do they is, is gonna, yeah. If you don't know them that well, they're gonna run. They're gonna yeah. bolt. And they might come back. They might love you and come back, but they might not. <laughs> they might not ever come back if you don't know them that well. They're like, yeah. I'm not going to get trapped into that. Well, we do have another caller, Darren, but this will be of a different nature. This is a, a friend here. I see oh. you're there. 618. Hello? A friend. Ah, <laughs> Kevin. I thought I would let you introduce yourself. But, no, it's Kevin Baird. Uh, the creator of the Horizon Circle, 
as well as the creator of his new device, the new Companion, which is a electronic device Kevin has created to talk to spirits. I, I guess air. I don't want to monopolize the whole thing about Kevin's device, but I am curious about it. Can you tell us a little bit about it, Kevin? It is, in a sense, like a digital eight ball or Ouija board, digital Ouija board. Okay. You don't have to touch it. And what I've done is that I've, I've, you know, because I have I have sort of like an electrical engineering degree, just not the certificate. I got a lot of experience in that. I played around with a device I found that's able to monitor, um, I guess, static electricity that happens in the environment, and I found that some of it repeated itself. So I took those repeating energies and I programmed the device to watch for those repeating energies. And when those specific repeating energies happen, that it plays a phrase like, how are you doing? Hello, Kevin. Eat something. Drink something. Feed the cat. And I'm out to 106 phrases that it can say based on it creating different sequence energies to play on this device that I have, and that it has upped the orb activity in my place probably 50%, and I would really say that I have an orb colony here now. <laughs> wow. I think that orb colony. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay, now let me, can I speak on uh, on that, because I am getting a little concerned about you, Kev, because that's that's a lot of EV, EVP action, buddy. That's, are you concerned right. about all your orbs? I mean... I'm not. Is anything else happening in your apartment that seems weird or anything? I mean... No, it's, it's, if anything, it's a peace like I've never known. Wow. Well, that's amazing. Okay. Everybody that visits here, they're like, oh, my gosh. It's like, it, I would never imagine... You know, they they walked in because I live in a trailer, basically out in the middle of nowhere, and it's been here. This trailer's probably been here for like seventy years, so it's, it's got a lot of history in it. Right, right. And I've had a lot of really good success. Like I've I programmed it to say "Hello, Kevin," and there's a few times, probably like four or five times, I've walked into the room or come into the house or the trailer domestic unit. Landlocked houseboat, I also call it, where it will say, hello, Kevin, just like out of the blue, and that it will be quiet, you know, for like two or three hours, and then all of a sudden it will say three or four things and be chatty for half an hour and then go and be quiet again. Oh, that sounds like a spirit. That sounds like a house. In their temporal uh, nature, they kind of pop in, pop out. Um, it just it does concern me now. Are you thinking of mass marketing this, or what do you what do you how what are you thinking of doing? I'm thinking about getting it out to people who are capable of dealing with it. That's what that's where I was going with that. It it seems like it might be for some of us. It might be dangerous. But don't know what yeah, I was I have it planned for. Uh, people who are already experienced with psychic medium abilities, working mm-hmm. with spirits, uh, paranormal investigators, 
Okay, well then that sounds like a good idea. I was concerned about Joe on the street, who happens to like to listen to death metal, and 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 lock puppies in a refrigerator, uh, getting one of those things because it might not be good for that person. You know what I mean? So, but you get what yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. But from what I'm finding out is that the I guess the ambience, the ambience that I work with, that's what I've decided to call them instead of ghosts or spirits. It's a little more dignified, in my opinion. The ambience that are here are basically just casual Joes kind of people, where there's no extreme kind of thing, there's no attacking powers, dark energies, or anything. It's just folks being around that don't have bodies and just checking stuff out. Okay, well, well, that's good. That's really good. So that's what I've been doing over, like, the last... Since April, I guess, of this year, or of last year. Fantastic. Okay. Well, that that definitely could open up some some pathways and then for paranormal investigation, especially. Um, you know, you might you might have something there. Have you have you reached out to anybody about it and with blurbs about it or anything? Yeah, I'm talking to uh, uh, Haunted America. And also, um, Taps, uh, Grant Wilson, I think is his name, is interested. He's talking about getting two of them right now. So that stuff, it's in motion. Oh, great. Okay. Well, Taps would have been the people that I would have suggested. They love that techie stuff. Yeah, yeah but then there's a haunted prison in the area that I'm going to build special phrases into it where it will react to the prison or the ex-prisoner energies that are in there also. I, that's going to be like a test, beta test thing or whatever. I'm I'm intrigued to, to, to see how that would work out. That's a good idea. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. Um, but, you know, please protect yourself and, and all that stuff beforehand as well. I mean, you know that. But, but yeah, that's right. like a good test for it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah the Midwest it. has some wonderfully scary uh, <laughs> ex asylums and prisons and things like that to really work with. I know Ohio definitely does. Yeah, <clears throat> that's the kind of environment I would I would recommend that it definitely be a very experienced metaphysical practitioner. Oh yeah. And that could be, you know, EVPs are very. They, they, you know, you give something a bell, they can ring, and I don't, uh, you know, it can, it can kind of spiral out of control sometimes. But that's in a controlled environment, it would be good. We could learn a lot, and that sort of thing. Well, a, a further plan that's on the drawing board is for me to hook this up. The mechanisms were on the energy events up to a marionette, so that an actual puppet can move around according to the different energies changing in the room. Um, yeah, I would not. I'm sorry. I'd be gone. <laughs> I'd like be out. I sense spirits. I battle spirits with their malevolently taunting people. But I have to tell you, uh, if there's something was hooked up to a puppet, I'd be out of those. I'd be out of those. I'd be gone. <laughs> I don't even like that, that progressive commercial with the, the dummy. I don't even like that. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, there's a company. 
there's a company in D.C. that is working on extending human consciousness life by creating uh, mechanized biological devices. I forget what their name is, but it's ran by uh, a lady who used to be a man, and that she's... Maybe. Like that? Wow. That's a little wild. Have you seen Transcendence, Daniel Michael? I have not. Yeah, it's like trans. It's like Transcendence. No, I haven't seen it. That's, that's an interesting. Yeah. Um. Any uh. Yeah, the guy in love with the computer. Yeah. He. 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 he uh, no, that was her. Yeah. Into into the internet. Okay. Have you seen her? Her? Her, yeah. That's the no. movie? Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. That, you gotta, you gotta see that movie, and that's basically how the new companion is. It's like a her device. Okay, but is it someone's consciousness? Uh, it's, um, it, well, in the her, the her movie, it is artificial intelligence that has a personality that is addictive. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Okay, I don't know. I get so weirded out by AI. I like puppets better than AI. <laughs> like, AI really freaks me out, you know? Like, I don't know. Maybe I just watched The Terminator too many times when I was, like, you know, in grade school. I'm not sure. It just freaks me out. What do you, what do you think, Daniel Michael? AI? Um, I think the interesting thing about AI is... Where is the crossing point for recognizing whether something is a being that is conscious of itself? And then even saying, how do you prove that we are? So I think it's an interesting debate that begins to form. Is is this machine aware of itself in the same way one might say that a human being is? Because you can make them give you very sophisticated answers. Is that the same thing of being aware of itself? It's a debate. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'm just saying. But that's to me, that's the interesting line of discussion. Well, while you're while you're just saying that, the new companion just said, "I am here." Oh. So it's listening, I, I, and that it it has commented. On some of the things I've been watching on YouTube, where it will say, I am watching that. And then right after that, it will say, I have eyes that see. <laughs> Did you hear this audibly, or is it a series of like little beeps and clicks? No, 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 it's, it's actual phrasing. It's recorded into an MP3 file that I put on a little mini disc into a little <laughs> mini computer that... Okay, all right, so... Please understand that I'm picturing you in this room, Kevin. You're just by yourself, and maybe you're giving your cat some wet food, or you're just doing whatever you're doing, and then you're clicking on something on YouTube, and the thing just says, I was watching that, or I want to watch that too. Yes, it is. It, it has said that. <laughs> you freaked me out. I'm sorry. That would make and I'm working on getting Daniel one of them. Really? Yes. Daniel, do you want a machine that, that happens to comment on random stuff that you're doing? 
and then you know that it's a spirit manipulating the static electricity to make it say that? How would you, how are you going to feel about that? Um, I think <laughs> it, it would be very interesting. He's also talking about <laughs> the Dumfries Museum as well, uh, which I think would be fun as well. Um, I think so, it's going to freak you out, to be honest. Depending on what it says, I mean... You could well, just you make random comments. Them. What if you're like what if you're like in the bathroom like <laughs> what if it's it's gonna make weird comments? But if you have like somebody over you're trying to get busy with some girl or something and that just No no, I would I would put it in um an interesting uh quiet place in the house and let it uh develop and learn. Um the, the but it's not learning anything. It's it's just a, a conduit for spirits to talk. No, it learns. It learns. It, how does it learn? It has AI? No, it has natural human consciousness. No, the I machine think that you created. I think there's confusion here. I think there's confusion here. Let, let me help clear. Okay. Um, I, I think you both are sometimes talking about two different things. Um, Kevin is saying it's the spirit that can learn the device and learn is how that to what you're saying, Kevin? some of the pre-programmed sayings is I think is what he was trying to say yes look at it we talked about the harp Daniel remember the harp right you know like there's a couple and, of different strings you pluck and you get a certain sound and that's how the spirits it can view the electromagnetic field and trigger the not a sound a phrase we got to clarify that and make sure everybody understands it's not a single word like bird bob cat up to like six or seven words in a phrase it can say like the longest one I have to say is there's ham and cheese in the fridge, have a sandwich. And now it's how are you feeling? It just comes out and says I'm I'm sorry, I'm trying to picture Daniel Michael dealing with this in his house. If it was really beginning to say a bunch of crazy stuff, he would probably be like really freaked out. I don't think so. It's ordinary language where it can just make comments about things like birds are singing. What Feed if he the cat. That and it was like, don't go to sleep now, I want to talk to you. <laughs> if you just said that in the middle of a quiet room, there's no sound, it just lets all you hear. No, it doesn't say that. It, it it primarily says, and it just copied me, it just said birds are singing, you know, just to have fun. Okay, it it says a lot of times that nap would be good. Sometimes when I'm just like, I can't get away from my computer, it, it tells me to just go have a nap. It's like a nanny bomb. Those are the, but, Kevin, those are the spirits you're dealing with. He's going to have a whole new set of spirits in Fairfax that he doesn't even know what, what he's going to get. Could be. But I think... Uh, be, this device they're not going to be the same spirits. They're not going to be your spirit friends. They're going to be whoever... It could be the spirit of a revolutionary war hero that died on the street who's angst and, and angst-ridden because he can't find his daughter. And he's going to keep waking up Daniel Michael every night to ask where his daughter is. No, but they come with pre-programmed phrases. 
it's it's not one to where he will be asking for his daughter. And frankly, I don't know anybody except for you that has really been, you know, experienced to the degree of the spirit interaction that's more volatile than other people that I know. Okay. So my quest, it's sort of like SETI, you know, it's the... Uh, the search for uh, extraterrestrial intelligence minus SEDI, which is the search for extra-dimensional intelligence, and that we could be on the brink of discovering a whole new race of beings that exist without a physical body. Okay, well, that's a noble cause. I think that's, that's sure. I'm not one to say I, I've lately have had a client who's working with the Hadrogen Collider and she's working on some fourth-dimensional something for the government. It sounds like some crazy stuff, but it's some dipolar oscillation thing, and it's fascinating, and, and the government's paying for it, so God bless her, do her thing, you know? So I'm sure there are alternate dimensions and, and that sort of thing. I'm just saying, as a personal aside, that I know Daniel Michael well enough to know that if he's in the middle of the night and someone keeps asking him for a ham sandwich and with some coffee, out. It just, I think it's funny. Like, you know, it definitely could have some comedy value for some of the things it could say to Daniel Michael if he wasn't, ex- if you're not expecting it at all. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just coming out of the shower and then, like, something just talks in the middle of your room out of nowhere, you're ready for it because you're Kevin and you created this thing, but you, you get my point. But if you you know, are accustomed to living on your own and that you have this device, you know, casually saying things once in a while, it's very, it's it's rewarding to just have something, say something in the atmosphere without it being attached to some bag of emotions and baggage, emotional baggage device, which is what most people are. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you're so, I'm sure there's uh, so much you can gain from it, and I'm not saying anything derogatory about it. I'm just saying, uh, you know, knowing Daniel Michael, I'm just picturing him and, and some of the, the funnier things that could happen due to having something like this in his house, I think it would be. And he, you know what? And we'll do a show probably in, in, in five, three months after he has it, and I'm sure you'll have a lot of funny, interesting stories about it. That's that's all my point was. Um, and I have to tell you that not all earthbound entities are happy. I have to be honest with you. Um, they're not. So just letting you know, that's a reality. Or else you wouldn't have any paranormal investigation shows. You wouldn't have people complaining about hauntings because they wouldn't be hauntings. They would just be fun, lively, fun spirits that just said hi. They're not always fun and nice. So that is that is the reality. Um also, I wouldn't be hired to go ask him to leave. That's, I mean, that's just it. Now, does that happen all the time? No. But just letting you know, it's, 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 it gets challenging out there sometimes. So that's all I had to say. And it's a cautionary tale just for everybody that deals with Ouija boards or scrying mirrors or electronic boxes that, that pick up EVPs or if they just look at the TV when it's fuzzy. I mean, any of that. I mean, do you agree with me, guys? 
I think that um, yeah, I think everything should be approached with the right protections and the right um, right all of that. Um, that's all. That's all the point that I'm trying to make. Just, and that can be a whole it. debate for another show too. I mean, oh, yeah. I know Kevin's talking about the advice. The, the device brought that side of it up. Like, there's a lot of debate in the in the spiritual world about uh, Ouija boards in general. Um, it's it, it, you know I see both sides of the argument because one side will say well you lay down cards with symbols on them and the board has a, just a bunch of symbols on it so what you know it's a big deal some say it's because of the physical interaction uh, some say uh, there's a lot of different sides to these arguments I always say uh, for one safeguard can always just be is for whatever thing you believe in, and, and I've called upon deity uh, for protection before in dreams. I've mentioned it on the show, you know, in a, mm-hmm. in, in a, in a powerful nightmare, uh, Kuan Yin. Uh, mm-hmm. So having that belief in something that can protect you uh, can mean an awful lot to any of these things. As Even I do more work as, if you want to call my work shamanic or uh, do you want to call it like priestly or whatever? I begin to become more dogmatic about things like Ouija boards and stuff, and I become less uh, uh, about it. Look at both sides because I do, you know, think that the, some things have to you have to be appro- approach them with a very cautionary energy because there can be. Hey, I clean up a lot of people's messes. Not all the time. Not it doesn't happen all the time, but believe me when I say. There's quite a few, you know, goth chicks with a, the Necronomicon on their shelf that have made several mistakes with certain things that you got to go in there and clean it up. Or maybe they, 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 they're they not there anymore, but they used to live there, and now the, the next person that moved in, that apartment is having issues. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's all. And, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. and that can definitely be, you know, the sloppy explorer and, and things like that, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely heard many stories like that. And in the case of, not as much in the case of devices, but mm-hmm. uh, in the in the case of uh, people mentioning Ouija boards and also sometimes messing with Mirrors that aren't protected or, or whatever, you know. Mirrors. Kind of That's why I said risk. scrying mirrors or just mirrors in general, depending on, you know. Because it's sort of very high magic around, you know, dark mirrors. But then some people, you know, like you said, and like Kevin said, have d- done these things for years and had really no issue. It's, it's, it's um, for sure. There's, there's something on the Internet that somebody... Uh, made me listen to just recently um, about how to call the devil and ask him for stuff. You don't look at him. Or it was this whole invocation of the devil. And right. you do it. I think it's in a mirror. I'm not sure. But let me tell you what. If if someone calls the devil and it, apparently the, the thing was if you do it wrong, something's going to happen and you'll probably die. So let me say, if something like that happened and then they, they did die, the the negative energy surrounding that mirror would be very, very palpable. 
Mm-hmm. You know? That's and something that case, can be very dangerous. And in the case of Kevin Baird, who's joined us in talking, I mean, Kevin is a uh-huh. very experienced metaphysical practitioner. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, that's that's why when he describes it interacting with him, I think it's like, that that's like perfect for him. Because he's a total explorer in that realm. However, when I think of you, <laughs> as you're more of a, like, a little bit of more of a sensitive soul, you're a little bit more playful, you're a little less existential and more, you know, <laughs> just hear it going off when you're doing something, like, obscure. And I just think that there's certainly a a, a margin of, of of comedy that could occur on some levels, that's all. I know it would be for me, and I... <laughs> I'm a metaphysician that deals with this stuff all the time, and I would really want an EVP open to just say some random stuff to me all the time. That would definitely flip me out a little bit, especially if I was, like, sleeping in the middle of the night. I'd be like, oh, my gosh. It would be, like, crazy. But if you were open, it was like, I'm going to open up five hours, and I'm going to turn it on, and let's just see what happens. That's fine. Do you do you turn it off sometimes, Kevin, or do you just let it do its thing? Twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. See, <laughs> I bet I bet Daniel Michael, when you get it, you have to like leave it on like that. Yeah, and like whenever I crash for the evening, like whenever I go to sleep, that I turn it down to where it can only be heard in the living room. Okay. There are other times where I might lay down for a nap midday or something, and I'll leave it at the same volume, and I'll be thinking about something, and it will tell me yes to that with whatever it is that I'm thinking about. It responds to the thing. Are you hearing this, Daniel Michael? (laughs) It responds to the things I What What if, Daniel Michael, you lay down in bed, and you're like, man, I I really want a chili dog. I really want a chili dog. And then it was like, well, why don't you get up and get one? Just <laughs> your mind. Would that not freak you out? It would not say that. It's not programmed to say that. It would just say yes to that. Okay. And or no to that. We are. Let's say out. you were like Daniel. Michael was like, I'm really thinking I should go get a chili dog. That would be really great. I don't know if I should. And it's like yes, yes to that. <laughs> just telling you to go get a chili dog. But wouldn't that be wild? Yeah. And <laughs> I do want to say that we are coming down towards the end mm-hmm. um, of the show. And I wanted to thank everybody here joining us. Uh, we have about five minutes left. And, Darren, I want to <clears throat> you let people know where you can be found. All right. Um, everyone, if you want to talk to me about your life, spiritual matters, or set up a consultation, uh, my uh, email is d-d-u-c-a-r-e at gmail.com, or you're welcome to get a hold of me at Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo, or just uh, send me an email. Send me an email. And the show is coming every Wednesday night at... Yeah, every Wednesday night. Tune in next week. Um, we'll have another topic that we're going to discuss. Uh, maybe Kevin will join us again with uh, some of his 
uh, research on this sort of thing, and you can hop back on that topic as well, uh, depending. So, or if you have a psychic question or just a concern, please give us a call. All right, and Kevin, um, you joined us this evening, so feel free to plug whatever uh, your new. You have a new website out now for your device, as well as you also have templeofgaia.com. Yeah, it's new companion, NU for next universe, or new universe companion, nucompanion.com. Okay. Okay. And Kevin was the co-founder of the Main Street Universe Radio Network, including the, the name. So remember, we were in Fairfax and came up with it together. We were kind of met in the parking lot, and then we went to the pub for a minute and then came back home. <clears throat> we first were starting about, since we had a music studio, we were talking about making meditation CDs. Remember that? I do. We were, we were thinking of putting together a series of just like meditation CDs. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so Kevin, uh, soon you may be coming back with a new show with us as well, right? Yes, and it will be something about the new companion. Okay, so new topic. Um, may or may not be a reading show, but uh, we'll see. I'll let you, I, I know you mentioned something about that, so uh, I'll let you discover that. I, I, I won't interfere with that. But anyway, Darren, uh, thanks very much. Glad glad to be on the air with you again. Well, great to be on the air with both of you. Um, really great to learn about Kevin's new project. I think it sounds amazing. Um you know, there's just a lot of lot of ground to cover out there and a lot going on in our universe, so it's it's great to explore it with you guys. I appreciate it. And all right. uh let's all talk soon and we'll be back next week, um, on Wednesday night with spiritual insight as well. All right. And thank you very much, Darren. You've been listening to Spiritual right. Insight. Sweet dreams, everybody. All right. Thank you, Kevin. And Thank you, everyone, for listening to Main Street Universe, the show and network reminding you that the mysteries and possibilities of the universe closer to Main Street may have ever imagined. Have a good evening.